Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special Mad Scientist Podcast Roundtable. I am your host, Chris Cogswell. I am joined by Marie Mayhew, our wonderful co-host. Hello, Marie. Hello, Chris. Can I tell you how excited I am? How excited are you? Oh, I'm just... I I am literally, literally excited. (laughs) We have been... Also, the rest of the people that we're going to introduce soon who are hiding behind the cloth that we're about to pull from before your eyes have been texting about this nonstop for weeks. So that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. We are joined here by Sam Fredrickson from the Not Alone podcast. Say hi, Sam. Hello. And uh, your your podcast is phenomenal. And we're also joined by Rob Christofferson. Hey, y'all. Hey, Rob. And Rob <laughs> has been part of some really good podcasts. Rob will have another really great podcast coming up. But uh, so so Sam, tell us. So the, I'm, I'm too excited. I got to I got to slow down here. Calm I'm too excitable right Take now. A breath, Take a breath, man. Take a breath. OK, we're good. We're fine. <sighs> Doing good. So we wanted to first um, allow these two great uh, these two great friends of our show to talk a little bit about what they're doing, and then we're going to get into what we're calling the lowdown, yeah. episode one. Patent the lowdown, pending. because we patent pending, because we will be discussing The Low Files, a new paranormal show deep from the mind of some, I don't know, impaired person at A&E. Whoa. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. What do you Let's mean impaired? Not well, cool. I mean, like, I mean, like, really drunk or like super excited on some kind of. First of all, over to A&E, they only do coke. They don't drink. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right, let's get that straight. If we're gonna start, that could explain the low files. <laughs> no, that's true. that's true. No, we actually are. That is we, not true. Actually, in the least. A&E is one of my all... favorite networks. We're totally excited to be recapping this show. We're extremely excited. This show is amazing. So, if you haven't seen it yet, please do so. So. Sam, tell us a bit about Not Alone. Yes, yeah, so my name's Sam. I have a co-host named Jason, who couldn't make it today. And together we are the Not Alone podcast. We bill ourselves as a paranormal history show, where it's really just more spook than history. But still, every week we just tackle another big topic, another unsolved mystery or cryptid or haunting or you know spirits, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, we've done stuff like The Curse of King Tut. We've done The Beast of Bray Road, Wolfmen in general, Whitley Strieber's Communion, uh, the Mojave Incident, all sorts of different UFO and paranormal cases. And mm-hmm. we try to provide, usually try to provide like a good context of like, this is the way this this event happened. This is the the world at that time. This is the area at that time. And just try to go as detailed as we can. So people seem to like it, I guess. I don't know. It's good. Well, I like well, it. Some people yeah, do. Like <laughs> us. Really yeah. Well, thank you. It's, thank it's you. truly it's truly one of the best podcasts out there right now. Super exciting. Um, and if you are listening to the show and you don't listen to them, I, I implore you to go right now on your podcast app. Pause this show before coming back to it. And download the Not Alone podcast because it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> well, thank you. So, no problem. So, Rob, tell us about you, Rob. Well, uh, your listeners may recognize my voice because you <laughs> did interview me before. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm like, <laughs> it's like we've we've been hit on the head with a mallet and we don't remember. Uh, yeah. So let's just assume <laughs> we're starting again, Rob. <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing in my house? 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm Rob, and uh, Chris and I, and, and even Marie, we've been friends for a little while, you know, from the uh, the arc over at Astonishing Legends, and uh, right now I'm currently podcastless, but that's okay. Hold it, because it's coming, folks. It's coming. It's called <laughs> Our Strange Skies. It's coming in January, and we're talking UFOs. UFOs and American history. It's going to be great. Yes. Rob, Rob knows. Rob is like our go-to UFO guy by far. Yes. And are. he knows. I mean, he knows a, a phenomenal amount about that topic. So I'm super excited, Rob, for it. It's going to be a blast. And, uh, it's going to be a blast. Listeners, when it, when it does drop, we will let you know. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's just jump right in then, guys. So no cue, down. cue intro music. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Mad Scientist Roundtable, Episode 11, The Lowdown, Part 1. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Strange Matters podcast, and we're going to play one of their plugs right now. Strange Matters is a show on the Dark Myths Collective. It's a really, really great show, and I think that if you enjoy our show, you're really going to especially enjoy Strange Matters. So again, the show is called Strange Matters Podcast. Please go give it a listen and a download, and go check it out. Thanks! Hello, everyone. This is Sean and Eric. And we are the host of the Strange Matters Podcast. At Strange Matters, we discuss anything just outside the norm, ranging from the bizarre and unexplained to the supernatural and paranormal and everything in between. At Strange Matters, we cover topics like true crime, unsolved mysteries, urban legends, conspiracy theories, and unexplained paranormal events. If this sounds like your type of show, come check us out at our website, strangematterspodcast.com, or find us on iTunes or other podcast apps. We hope to have you join us in our discussions of anything and everything strange and bizarre. In the meantime, enjoy listening to our fellow Dark Myths podcast. Take care, everybody. All right. Let's start by actually discussing what the low files is. So what we're hoping to do here on the low down is we're going to be recapping each week's episode of this amazing show on a &E. And if you haven't seen it yet, it is on a &E. It's called The Low Files, L-O-W-E. And it's on demand right now, too, so you can go back and binge the first two episodes. That's actually what I did last night before, um, before you know, we were going to do this episode today. So who wants to run us through, like, who is Rob Lowe? Why is it weird that he has a paranormal show on A&E? Well, I would, since, since I'm your, since I'm the token female about here who there we has go. grown up <laughs> with Rob Lowe... <laughs> Let me just tell you a little bit about Rob Lowe. First of all, Rob Lowe has been a actor since he was 14 years old, and he's been acting since the 1980s. And he's been in huge, wow. like, seminal movies and TV shows. He's pretty much started off in The Outsiders as Soda Pop. Um, going down a little bit further, he was in St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, he's been in The West Wing as... God, I can't remember the name. I Sam want to say C. Sam. Bunker. Yes. Yep. As the deputy, there's the deputy communications director. And he was amazing in that. And he was on that for, for years. Yeah. Um, and then he's most recently on Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. And again, just another, another uh, 
seven years or whatever it was on that show. He's prolific. And here's the most amazing thing. The man has not physically aged or changed <laughs> a day. A day, his, That is true. Since, his character since the poster on... I've had on my wall since I was a teenager to now, same guy. Same that guy. That is true. Yeah. Rob Lowe. So his character on Parks and Rec is probably one of my favorite parts of that show. Mm-hmm. But the character on that show is like super obsessed with his health and everything. And I always wonder, you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, my body is, my body is, you know, he's 40 years old. He's like, my body is the age of a 25 year old. And I'm always like, Rob Lowe, that's kind of just genetics for you, man. That's just like, you Rob just Lowe. haven't, you just haven't aged at all. You look phenomenal still. That's true. So on the show itself, he says that him and his, so it's him and his, his two sons. Um, I, I can't remember the other son's name, but one of the son's name is, is John Owen. Yeah. John the other Owens? is Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew and John yes. Owen. I wonder how yes. Matthew missed out on the cool middle name. Second first name, yes. <sighs> Second but, first name. But that's yes, not anyways. even a cool. Does that's not even have... a cool name. You can't even. Be, I don't you know. can't be like J O. Hey J O. Yo Joe. <laughs> Yo. That's about that's all. Uh, that's true. Does he have another middle name? Do we I, know this? I. I. Oh, I, is I don't it like? Think is so. it like? No. John Owen Samuel. I don't know. Dang. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, we aren't prepared about the name. Oh, damn it. Do we, didn't have name, yeah. we didn't have name Sell section on written research, on the research man. table, guys. It's cursory. It's cursory. So, right. It is cursory. We're fine. <laughs> but so, I will say really quick to answer your question, Chris, why is it strange that he is hosting a paranormal show? Is It's like he, if you would think of anybody that would be buying in and, and doing something like this, he's probably the furthest from anyone's mind. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he sees. If you were like, a famous person is going to do a uh, paranormal research podcast. You'd be like, oh, okay. Someone like, Shh, maybe, you know, Nimoy, if he was still alive. Perfect. But yeah. Rob Lowe and his sons. Yeah, he hasn't really, he's kind of, I mean, I think uh, partly he stayed pretty under the radar in terms of like, I don't know, paparazzi or, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't been like outs- outside, word- outside wordly religious or spiritual in any way. To make it so that, like, okay, well, he has an interest in these kind of things. And then on top of that, too, not to say that you have to be religious or spiritual to have an interest in these things, but just that, I don't know, it, it seems like that would be a uh, potentially, like, a easy transition for a celebrity to make it, in my mind, at least. But on top of that, too, he hasn't really starred in that many science fiction movies or shows. He always kind of plays, like, a, a slim businessman or older man dating, you know, a a... I don't know, female lead character mm-hmm. nowadays. You know what I mean? Like he, he hasn't really, he hasn't really been like you were saying, like Nimoy or even, I don't know. Like I, I remember there was one, there was, I think Tom Hanks or no, Morgan Freeman did that show about uh, through um, the finding God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that through the wormhole as well. And all those, the greatest remember, show ever, like the were, were, best we, show ever. <laughs> They were really good God. shows, but I remember thinking, like, when it came out, I was like, is this just because he played God in that one movie? Uh, yes. Like, what is the link here between Morgan Freeman and, I don't know, religious studies, you know? But anyways, so the Low Files, the first episode was on a haunting. I can't, I, uh, Rob, what's the name of the castle that they were at? It's called uh, Preston Castle. Called Preston Castle. Okay, can you, you want to give us some? You want to give us some background on that thing? So basically, uh, back in the 1890s, uh, it was purchased from a coal and iron company, 
and they built on it. Uh, Preston Castle is basically a school for well, it, it it's kind of a school, but really it's a it's kind of a, a home for uh, child convicts, basically wards yeah, of it's the like state. A, it's like a delinquent. It's sort of a it's sort of a delinquent home, and you have to remember too that this was during the time period where um, punishment where the idea of reforming a criminal or reforming a child criminal even the the way that they reformed you was they beat the evil out of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. It wasn't, it's not like, you know, Oh, this, this was uh, kids were going to juvenile hall and taking GED classes and things. Not to say that juvenile hall is a piece of cake nowadays. Anyways, I have no idea what it's like. I'm sure it's terrible still like all prison generally is terrible. You know what I mean? But this, when we say home for delinquents, we mean like a, uh, house where people came to beat children for fun. Actually, I would I would say it's more like a really a a, a castle in which to beat children because it really is. <laughs> if you look at it, you look at it. It is it is ginormous and like uh, just going into kind of it's got five floors and it how and it had seventy seven rooms, but it also had a tennis court. It had a, a, a supposedly a seven thousand book library. A rose garden, wow. uh, in which uh, there's a story about some kids taking interest in uh, grow, you know, in that garden, and it turns out that they were growing pot in that garden at one point. But nice. uh, the uh, there are actually some famous people <laughs> that came through. Um, most notably, uh, Merle Haggard stayed there and uh, escaped twice. Nice. And <laughs> um, so we can no cross one. him off of the list of people that probably were is actively haunting uh right right uh actually they they wanted (laughs) and he's still alive they wanted to do a fundraiser because they've been talking about restoring it for years and years and the numbers that they've been throwing around have been are between like 15 million and 30 million dollars so they wanted to have merle haggard uh come and play like a tribute show when he was still alive and he he said no (laughs) what kind of terrible marketing idea is that yeah like i mean really like you probably got physically abused here do you like want to come help out just come on pull your weight merle just uh, have a play a set for us so physically so physically abused memories of abuse (laughs) so physically abused that uh Apparently, he had the impression of a two by four still on his body, and he actually oh got a tattoo gosh. in that location. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Wow, oh, that's horrendous. I mean, so things. Let's so here's the thing. It up just a tiny bit, though. Yeah. Come back yeah. to- <laughs> Let's go back to Rob Lowe. Let's, Let's go back to, to Lowe, the people. shining light. I'm that sorry is Rob Lowe. to bring down the mood here, but <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. close that door. Yeah, we'll just keep going over here. <laughs> So, needless to say, messed up things happened at this location. Like, if if there was a place that was going to be haunted, this is probably up there on the list. This is mm-hmm. like top 50 percentiles of haunted places, right? Or, or likely haunted places. It's a good bet. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good bet. So, the idea of this show is that it's Rob Lowe and his two sons, who I guess have had a lifelong interest in the paranormal. And, like, even in the beginning, they kind of show some cute, like, Videos of them like searching for Bigfoot when the kids were younger and things, which is adorable. It is, which is really, really cool. Yeah. It is adorable. It's just really, it's it's like it's le- it was legitimately cool for me to, I don't know, think like because you know that's the kind of stuff. I mean, you know, my we never searched for Bigfoot in my family or anything, but like that's the kind of things like you know my we would watch scary movies and then like go read books about witches or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of cool stuff that made 
me want to do this show, and I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people who listen to this show or listen to other shows like this or do their own shows, I'm sure it's those kind of memories of like a family member talking to you in the woods like, you know, Bigfoot lives here mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. That really drives these shows. Yeah. But here's the weird kind of ironic thing about this open that I thought that I was watching. So you're watching it, and the theme music they have is Don't Fear the Reaper mm-hmm. by Blue Oyster Cult from the 70s, which if you think about the song and the what is your memories or what is what is associated the most with that song is most recently, besides it being a spooky, a legitimately spooky song, if you look at the lyrics to it, mm-hmm. it's an SNL skit. Yep. With more cowbell more and Christopher cowbell. Walken. Yes. So you're immediately kind of has this weird juxtaposition is is Rob Lowe serious? Is he right. serious about this? Because he feels serious, but then you've mm-hmm. got this sort of you've got this really nice open about the family and they look Bigfoot and it's sort of you have this tender moments and then you have sort of this not schlocky but very like like very uh, dramatic cuts and don't mm-hmm. fear the reaper come in and you're kind of wondering like if you're being punked right it's a li- it's, yeah it's a little <laughs> right. hard actually I think I think that was Rob you were saying that was something that kind of hit you right off the bat too right it was yeah. the way that it was edited yeah, yeah the editing is so weird in this show yeah. But, yeah, the way that they edited that together, I'm like, I really don't know if I'm supposed to take you seriously. Like, what's going on here? You know what, though? For me, for me, it's one of those things where other like like Sam, because you guys you guys kind of take this approach too to these stories that we do here, which is why I think we're such good pod friends. If I can call us pod friends. No, dude, we're pod Um, family. Don't. Oh, my goodness. Come on, boy. Love fest. Okay. <laughs> so the, the part the like with these stories, you, you have to take them a little bit comedically. Sometimes, oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Cause I mean, it's not, they're not always like, Oh my God, I was abducted and I had a hor- horrific experience and I have scars and whatever. Sometimes it's like I got drunk in the woods and I thought I saw Bigfoot. So I mm-hmm. ran out of the woods. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes they are comical stories. And so in a, and in a field like this too, I think it's important that you don't, you don't take yourself or you don't take everything too seriously because otherwise you end up – I mean you just you, – you almost necessarily end up sounding like a – even if you're trying to be well-intentioned, you end up sounding like a, a conspiracy nut. You end up right, sounding like right. you know, Alex yeah. Jones or something, right? And I thought – so I actually thought that, that that was one aspect of the show that I actually found to be really, really nice was the the transition between the lighter moments of the show and saying, you know, well, this is – this is fun. Like this is a cool hobby that me and my sons have, mm-hmm. you know, and then putting it in the context then of seeing them legitimately scared, mm-hmm. right? Like that, yeah. that to me shows it much more than like the, I don't know, the ghost, not to like, we're trying not to get on too many paranormal shows, bad sides here. Right. But like, let's just say there's one show on another channel and the name of the show rhymes with, um, boast fab benchers. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I don't know if I'm familiar with that. Let's that just, let's just, it yeah. rhymes with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It rhymes with it. We're not going to say any names, but those guys, the people on this show come out and we're like, yo, we're going to find ghosts today. It's serious. They could kill us. Even though they've never killed anybody in history ever. Right. And it's like, okay, you guys, you need to calm down. You know what I mean? Like the guys, the guys walking through the, the haunted mansion, throwing holy water around and being like, you know, 
And she die demon. And it turns out it's a raccoon. Right. And you're like, come, right. come on. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, yeah. it's not that it's not always, doesn't always have to be that scary. And when there are legitimately scary moments, then it takes away from it. Yeah. But yeah. The, I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. Oh, well, what I was going to say is I like regarding the feel of the show, like you really get the sense that this is, and, and like watching that intro and all of that, like when he was like, we're going to go, go on a hunt for Bigfoot. I was like sitting there like, shit, this is what I want. <laughs> this is, this is the father I want to be. You like get this feeling that they really are just there to, to have family bonding and stuff. And yeah, you mm-hmm. Rob Lowe in this seems like just such a real, like he's still Rob Lowe. But he's like such a real normal person that it's so like it's beautiful in its own way. And like looking at like with what you said about treating things like with, you know, a little bit of comedy and stuff. I mean, I know from our show, like there is stuff that if I treat as seriously as maybe I ought to, I will go crazy. Like I will I will get scared. I will not sleep like and it's the same sort of thing. Like humor is that unifying force throughout humanity where like everybody likes to laugh and laughter is laughter can like freaking make anything better and i mean that's just part of why it's so beautiful and so cool but that that's my two cents that's what i got no i i 100 agree i like honestly yeah watching this show i i i didn't have a bad opinion of rob Lowe previously like i had a good opinion of rob Lowe right. generally but watching this and like watching his kids and everything and the way they interact with him and even like his wife on the phone being like, be careful. It, yeah. it made you feel like this really was something like Rob Lowe went to the station and was like, or went to the TV network and was like, Hey, I would love to do this cool thing with my kids. Yeah. Um, will you know what I mean? Like it, it almost felt like they were filming it. Like it felt very intimate and very mm-hmm. cool. And I, I really point. did like yeah. that aspect of the, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of Destination Truth with Josh Gates. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I love that it, show. It really reminded me of those. Yeah, me too. That show is phenomenal, right? Yeah. So, I yeah, I think, no, Low Files was, was amazing. So, okay. So, what? So, we got, we're, we're up to the intro now. And they're going to this spooky castle. Mm-hmm. And they stop for a donut. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, even before that, you guys. Even oh, yeah. Even that, before that. He, he wants to take. They're driving and they're in this monolithic <laughs> car. And they're like talking about. This was probably one of my favorite parts. Because they're talking about how it's the male family. And it's almost like they're going off to war or something. And they've left. They've left behind childish things and they're going mm-hmm. on this adventure and they're in this ginormous <laughs> ship. And it's like the Odyssey or something. It right? is. It yeah. truly and, is. And you're like, they are. I, you know, again, maybe it's the humanities major in me, but they're like, they're hearkening back to sort of this, this, this Greek mythos only. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, look how beautiful that is. That's so incredibly beautiful. Pull yeah. the car over. They pull the car over and they're like, it's a deer, you know? And it's like, <laughs> Oh my god, you guys! What the hell are you? Are you guys are these ghosts are going to kick your ass? Get back! Yeah, to the what's going on? Sweet baby <laughs> Rob nice. Lowe. Rob yeah, Lowe. you're just, <laughs> just there's just this effortless enthusiasm coming up. Like Rob Lowe could not be happier about. No, any he's of this. pumped. He's and pumped his, to be on this show. And his kids, like the thing I love about his kids is they're both. There's like John Owens, the younger of the two who sits in the back, is you can tell he's got, like, a nice, healthy dust of uh, skepticism. Like, he's just, he's not entirely, he's sitting back there, and he's eyeing his dad, he's eyeing his brother, he's, like, 
shit, I took off a school for this in some ways. You get that kind of vibe. And then and it, that's what I thought. It's like it is, it is this family moment. And then they get to the donut shop, which is... Because <laughs> Rob loves hungry after seeing a deer. Oh, yeah, it tires a man it's out. It's an exciting... It's an exciting I don't listen, think it, it was totally just the, the, the seeing the deer. It was the cops telling him to get back in his vehicle. That's oh, yeah. true. They did do that <laughs> oh, as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. We can't just stop anywhere. No. We have to get back in the car. <laughs> Even if you're Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. You can't just stop anywhere. There are people, too. Wonderful. So he stops He stops at this donut shop, and they stop. Okay, I think Rob Lowe, I know you guys are going to disagree with me here. I feel like Rob Lowe had high expectations of that donut shop, considering <laughs> they stopped at 3 in the afternoon. Agree. No, I agree with okay. you yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Don't, donut shops, like, agree. the best donut shops I've been to are open from, like, 3 in the morning until noon. And then they close because the workers have to go to sleep to be ready to give me a donut at 3 in the morning when I'm coming home from the bars. Okay? <laughs> Right. That's what a donut shop does. So I, I it was just so funny. And then, the, well, I don't want to spoil the, the end. I go, oh, whatever. I guess we're going to. I loved that after the fact, like he's there looking for ghosts. And you'd think that would be the story that the news, like, you know, if the news mm-hmm. found out that Rob Lowe's in their town, they're like, well, what are you here for? He says, I'm looking for ghosts in this castle. You'd think that every, like the newspapers would be all over that. No. Instead, the next morning on like the local TV news channel, I guess, they play the story of Rob Lowe going to that donut shop and picking a chocolate frosted donut. Oh, yeah. At three like, in the what afternoon. Is, and yeah. that's what is going on? Emphasize the time, which I thought was actually pretty good of the Lowe files, too, because he was sort of like, that's when he broke with the fourth. And that's the other thing I do love about this show is him breaking... The is it the third wall or the fourth wall? Fourth he addresses wall. the audience directly. The fourth wall. Like yeah, the, it's the fourth, fourth wall, the you're fourth part wall, of it. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know about these donuts people. And he's looking at him and you're like, I don't know either, Rob Lowe. What's going <laughs> We're on? We're with you on this road trip. We We're having a great time. We're having a great yeah. time. He's part yeah, of the it's family. really interesting. But only after he he couldn't park that vehicle. Which, again, <laughs> yeah. couldn't, Odysseus See, couldn't dock the ship. It was awesome. So, like, to me, the the overarching theme of this episode is that celebrities are real people too. They can't just park on the side of the road and go look at deer. Huh? They can't just go right. get a donut at three o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. It doesn't work no. like that. <laughs> There's not some magic, magic celebrity only donut shop. Yeah. That's working all the damn time. Yeah, no, it's it's it was really interesting seeing. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost cute. felt like it felt more like a reality show than any reality show I've seen in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. You know, really like because this was this was like legitimately this was stuff that was going on. They didn't seem to edit out too much of it. It was it was just really I thought that would, that section was fun and interesting. But it did take them. I felt like it took it took a long time for me to find out where the heck they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they kept they kept saying they were in the Twin Cities, but I'm in the Twin Cities and I've never been to that donut shop. <laughs> so like, do you want to like, go to the like, same donut shop as Rob? Lowe? Is that what's going like on to. here? Well, no. Like like they kept saying they were in the donut shop. They, they kept saying they were in the Twin Cities, and then. I like Googled where the place is and it's in California. Yeah, they did. Oh. And the, the town they were in was called like Gata or something. Um, but yeah, it Maybe was really a about artistic misdirection. Yeah. On the Maybe. I don't yes. know. I just thought that was interesting. That's I thought true. that was strange. All right. Anyway, so they get, 
Now that now they're in the so they get to this place and the from far away when so there's one moment in the show where they're driving over a hilltop and they come to the top and all of a sudden you see this castle looming over the town. Yeah, that was awesome. And it's like it's shot. I mean, yeah, that was a great that was a great shot. That was like a legitimately I mean you can just imagine being a kid in like, you know, the nineteen forties, nineteen thirties, whatever and being, you know, moved to this place on, a, on an old rickety bus or something and seeing it for the first time and just thinking, like, oh, my God, I am in trouble, you know? Well, and it was interesting, too, because they hit it right at the golden hour. So it's perfectly shot. Like, yeah. That was, I think, a lot of intent. But while they're on their way there, let's not forget the call, the, the FaceTime home to the missus who tells them, you better not be going to this haunted place without who? Shaman John. Shaman John. Well, think, sweet boy. I think also, I think also the <laughs> greatest sweet. thing, too, is like, uh, I think it's like John Owen when they're driving and he's like, well, what's going to differentiate our show from any other show, like in the way they do it? And Rob Lowe's uh-huh. like, well, you know Shaman John, right? We got a shaman. <laughs> yeah, shaman he was like, John. we have a shaman. <laughs> which, which we have, listen, we have a lot of questions here on this show about Shaman John. <laughs> We also have a lot of Number strong one, opinions here. We also have a lot of strong opinions. Number one. So, Sam, I'm going to let you take the reins on this uh, one for, for now. Good. Okay. <laughs> so let's just – hello, listeners. Let's have a chat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying I have absolutely no, like, education or – I mean, my grandfather was, like, the head of – the Native American schools program in Pendleton, Oregon. But that's about all I have as far as like formal training towards Native American beliefs. But I do know one thing. You can't be a white shaman. You just can't. (laughs) It's not something that happens. Now, I know a lot of you are out there saying, well, Sam, first off, maybe you're being racist. Who knows at this point? But you can't be a white shaman. And here's the thing why is you have for sure – the biggest argument is like, well, all of these different cultures, the Chinese, the even the Vikings, African culture, all of these places have different um, holy men, medicine men of their own stripe and all of that. So why can't a white person be a shaman? And it's not that a white person can't like be spiritually inclined or, or you know, attempt to communicate or, or hold like – I don't know, hold sway over the spirit world. That can happen, but he's not a shaman. For Just like on a linguistic level, a shaman is a Native American spiritual healer, medicine man. And the thing about the Native American tribes, obviously to be a shaman, you have to be well-versed in this religion and this lore, these these rituals, which are kept very close to the chest. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a it's it's kind of like the difference between being a line cook and being a chef. Exactly. Exactly. Right? It's. There's a shaman suggests – so I actually had a couple of things on this too. Shaman shaman suggests something like an honor – it's an honorary title, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you're spiritual or you, you know, I don't know, come to a place and be like, oh, I'm I'm cleansing this area with my, with my water bottle or whatever, that does not mean that you're a shaman. Like being a shaman suggests that a group of people practicing some – a certain religion – have accepted you to be in communication. That's another important part mm-hmm. of this is that you're, you're in communication with the spirit realm and you're also well learned enough and well versed enough to 
guide people in their spiritual things. You know what I mean? In their spiritual thoughts. Right. So Sam, Chris, let me just let me just pose a question at you here. Okay. Let me change your thinking. On board. What if the shaman okay. hails from Malibu? That does not change my thinking at all, Murray. No, it doesn't change. Not even, it actually might even it might even make mine go the other. It might yes. make me more entrenched in my thinking. Exactly. Malibu, the other, California. Okay, oh. now you're talking. Okay. I thought you meant Malibu, Ohio. Yeah. I was like, no or way. Malibu, Kansas. So, yeah. Right. So here's here's the other thing too with this as well. Shaman shamanism also suggests something about. It's a it's it's you're a practitioner of a non-Western religion, right. number one, right? And on top of that, too, a shaman is someone who, who, and I don't want to use the term too broadly here, but a shaman generally is someone who does something, a ritual, or a, takes drinks something, or eats something, mm-hmm. or you know, does something to enter into an altered state of consciousness right. to then have a spirit speak through them. Mm-hmm. Right. Peyote, being a shaman. Ayahuasca, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being a shaman is different than it's not just a cool word for your buddy who says he can see ghosts and smoke some pot with you. Right. Like a shaman is someone who, who you know, is it's a holy person. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if there was some I don't know. I don't know what the, the Chinese equivalent of Rob Lowe would be. <laughs> But if there was some Chinese equivalent of the low files and they had some some random dude come on and be like, hey, I'm I'm, you know, I'm Pope Zalong. You know what I mean? And you'd be like that. No, you can't be the Pope. The Pope yeah. is like a title. It means something different. Exactly. You know, and so, so if any of our listeners out there have a recommendation for who the Chinese Rob Lowe Rob would, Lowe be, would be, yes, tweet it out, reach out. Chinese Rob Lowe. We need to know. Chinese we need Rob to know Lowe. this. That'd be pretty phenomenal. Yes. That'd be pretty great. The other thing, so, really quick, one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. want to say I need to make this known about Shaman John because I've been thinking this over and over. First off, I don't, I don't think Rob Lowe should be friends with Shaman John. Okay? If you watch him, <laughs> Shaman John seems to me like the kind of guy who shows up at like big mucky muck parties and he like rubs elbows with people and then he like waits until the opportune moment. Then he's like, oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, you're Rob Lowe. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Here, come here. Let's talk. And then they talk. And then like whether it's through a, a Wikipedia search or like somebody's got a bug in his ear or something, he says like something deeply um, yeah. like mm-hmm. a pop off. He's like a mm-hmm. pop off and mm-hmm. says something yeah. that identifies. And then from there, he like manipulates him for fame and fortune. So that's one thing about Shaman John. And I'm sorry, Shaman John, if you're listening to this. That's what so I think of you. Um, <laughs> wow, this got a lot more personal. I, I, I just also... Oh, words. Holy... I'd like so to know... Crap. I'd like just to know one hope. thing. Um, shamans, and, and, and Shaman John did do this, Shaman John does not read from the Bible or, or, or right. anything. Oh, my God. Do that. No! <laughs> Oh it's my like, God. it's complete. It's like super, I mean, again, like the word, uh, you know, be offensive, being offended for being offended at stuff like that is kind of like people, I mean, I don't know. We're just a bunch of millennials, right? you know, but, um, but still like, it's, it is like, it's, it's offensive, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and it's just, and besides that too, it just seems like a really ham handed miss, reading of like what everything else about the show is so Mm -hmm. perfect. Oh yeah. And then Shaman John shows up and is like, no, I'll cleanse the spirits with my, you know, 
my, my he, he like pulls out. I think it was like coconut traditional... water. Yeah, he pulls out like a like a uh, a maraca and uh, like a, a drink thing and whatever. And like and the thing is too, we we don't know what Shaman John's. We don't know what. I mean, who knows? Maybe Shaman John was like raised and born in a in a native religious culture. You like know what maybe. I mean? Like we don't know. We don't know that. I would have liked a little, I, the the when he reads from the Bible, that's a little silly. Or he doesn't mm. even read from the Bible. He just kind of like tries to do a Bible-y sounding thing. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of silly. And then on top of that too, they they just like put the word shaman out there and you're like, you know, it's it's just some like dude in with like a beard and Birkenstocks and right. stuff and you're like, I don't think this guy's a shaman. This guy's <laughs> not a I shaman. Don't think I, 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 so just, what I see, I don't see a shaman looking like a cross between Errol Flynn and the brawny paper towel guy. I just don't. Exactly. No. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. I found what I a, wow. I found the term for him and it's a it's a plastic shaman is what it's referred oh. to. It's someone who pretends to be spiritual or well-versed or, you know, is a white person pretending to be a Native American, literally one of the uses uh-huh. for it, and oh, uses sure. that uh-huh. for fame and recognition and, and money and that. So that he's a plastic shaman. That's my opinion. Shaman John, if you want to talk about this, reach out at Not Alone Pod on Twitter. We can talk about it. All right. I'm Did done. You yeah. just, That's my but, piece. But Sam, here's the, here's the issue. Only right. one of us can be can be blocked from oh no time. we can oh, all get blocked <laughs> the which the, is probably yeah it's we're probably on marie is marie is an unfortunate thing happened with marie we're not gonna get into it here on this episode but an, but an, uh, an unpleasantness has occurred with marie and uh a certain star blocked. of our favorite new paranormal I'll tell you what, show i'll tell you what i'll tell you what it is i'll tell you what it is because this is why i'm doing this show i'm doing this show <laughs> Gentlemen, in all seriousness, bite our tongues. All right. I am doing this show because, one, I was unceremoniously, shaman or otherwise, blocked from the low files on Twitter. I have no idea why. why. Wow. (laughs) Marie has been bad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Gentlemen, I am doing this to win Rob Lowe back. I don't know what I did. (laughs) Baby, I don't know what I did. Tell me I didn't love you quite as often as I should. Oh, wow. This is going How could you direction. say no to that voice? Rob. Listen, Rob, listen to this. Yeah. I, Rob listen to Rob Lowe. Yeah. Sorry, Rob Lowe, I, not Rob Cruz. You were always oh, okay. on my mind, Rob. <laughs> you were always, Rob Lowe, you were always on my mind. And this, this, whole, this whole recap, totally to win you back. Can you just now I can't band. stop hearing Willie Nelson imagine, in my head. Can you... Can you imagine Little Rob Lowe? Rob, Rob Lowe is they're in their car, they're driving home. But I never they, took the time. <laughs> they look they look he looks at his Google mentions. You always on my mind. Keep going. And I'm he just sees, doing the background. He for you. sees that he's gonna look at this thing and he's gonna go, Who the hell is who the hell is Rob Christopherson, Chris Cogswell? Marie Mayhew, Sam Fred, who the hell are these people? You know, and he's going to find out and we're all going to get blocked, Marie. Well, Sean John's going to be like, I'll tell you who they are. I, I have <laughs> a feeling I have a feeling I'm going to be I'm going to be the first victim just given how my name is on Twitter right now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's true. Shaman it's true. Rob. Right now, Rob is Shaman Rob. <laughs> Hilarious. But he's got an, an alien head between Shaman and Rod or after. It's yeah, Shaman it's at Rod. the end. 
It's true. So, uh, it seems so a bit sorry, different. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hijack us with a little. It's little fine. It's, it's absolutely. Cool. It's, it's cool. It had to be um, said. It had to be put out I'm there. I'm still waiting so for that uh, Smiths like totally, you know, karaoke episode that yeah. you guys are supposed to like do at some point. Because oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Right around the get, corner on that one. Let us okay. get to something really upsetting, so, and now? then we're just going to be. It'll be Morrissey nonstop. <laughs> Um, just so completely now, sad. We're, we're we're with we're with Matt Matthew. We're with John Owen. We're All with right. Shaman John, and we're with Rob Lowe. And they are now. Let's just. There's some hijinks at the oh, hotel wait, where they I look just, in the well and. Stuff yeah, it's. Like I just realized. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to say. Do oh, you think they what? started calling him John Owen for the show because it was John Owen and Shaman John? No, no, well, because John nope. Owen. John Owen. Oh, and Shaman okay. John so far has only been on one episode, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Hopefully, okay, it doesn't yeah, come yeah. back. I don't know that <laughs> that intro has some really ritualistic stuff going on. So you never know. You might see Shaman Here's John the, again. One one more thing. One final bit on Shaman John too. I just want to say. So Rob, I think I think Roblo, don't let yourself get Rasputined. Oh, okay. that's exactly it. Holy shit, that Chris. is exactly it. You are so Listen. right. Dude, Rasputin is like the perfect version of this because it always happens, right? Like, there's always, yeah, there's always like a, I mean, whatever, who knows? But anyways, just, just it's an interesting question, and that's the I just wanted to say the Rasputin thing once, yeah. So like, I could get that, I could get that response from Sam. Very happy I got that. Yeah. Good. Now we can continue. Okay, so they're, so now they're actually in the, yeah, they're at the hotel. They look at this, the well, which mm-hmm. I guess some. A girl fell down or something and died. Regardless, yeah. kind of creepy. That was, so, it that is was creepy. a nice creepy touch. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, that was strange. You're the well wells are always scary. Yeah, wells, man. Yeah, and then they get to the so let's let's dive right into the actual the actual investigation itself. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, so the main ghost that they're looking for is is a woman who's I, I can't do. You, do any of you guys know what the name yeah, is? Her name is what her name was? Uh, hold on a second, let me find it. Okay, uh, her name was Anna. Anna mm. Anna Corbin. Anna mm. Corbin, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're looking specifically for Anna Corbin because she was, I guess, a maid who worked at the reformatory or the juvenile hall, whatever we're calling this place, the castle. Boys um, Haunted Reformatory. Boys Haunted Reformatory. There we go. <laughs> Boys Haunted Reformatory. Marie, you might have just made our first ever not just logo t-shirt. That's, so, what, that's what the episode's title is. Yeah, it that's is. That's a good Boys, one. Yeah. Boys Haunted Reformatory. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yes. Crap. All right. Well, never mind then. Yeah, that's so taken. That's I thought it was just, I thought every episode was called the Rob Lowe Files. <laughs> it is. The Rob Lowe files. Like colon, George Norman's kids are all George. Colon. The boys boys haunted reformatory. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, so so they're they're at this place, they're looking for this Anna Corbin, and the whole reason is that she had been 
she had, well, they don't mention ever she had actually been violently attacked or anything, but she had been found strangled to death mm-hmm. in a room of the reformatory. And supposedly, like, it, it you know, it, I mean, she was living in a, in a house with 77, um, you know, convicted child criminals, I guess, Delinquence. that are being a- mm-hmm. abused and, you know, emotionally stunted and physically attacked and whatever. So, you know, a little bit of murder here or there is to be expected, but... You know, so she she is murdered, and supposedly she's like the ghost that people see or tend to hear or something like that. And so they decide to do like a nighttime investigation, whatever, and they pull out their detectors. And so this is the part that I kind of wanted to get into a little bit is these detectors. So anyone that's listened to our show regularly knows that I have a big, bad feeling about these stupid ghost detectors. Mm-hmm. One in particular, I just wanted to throw out some numbers here. So an EMF reader that they use on these ghost shows, the average range for them is from zero to 20 micro Tesla. Okay. And a Tesla is a unit for magnetic field strength. And so that also corresponds to between zero and 10,000 gauss. Okay. Or, or milligauss rather. Um, so, or sorry, Zero and 10,000 micro gauss. Mm. Um, it's up to 100 milligauss. And so whenever you they see readings on that show, that's the range they're working with, right? Because they don't have industrial strength electromagnetic field readers because if they did, they would not be able to hold them up and move them around, right? On top of that, too, the detectors that they're using are not measuring DC current if they're using a good one. They're measuring AC currents. They're me- measuring AC fields, rather. And the difference between those two is that a DC field is one that's static. So that's why they can say they're not measuring things like the Earth's magnetic field. Okay? So the Earth's magnetic field is out. But there is a problem in but that... The ghostly the, voices are back in. Well, here's, here's the problem with, with these EMF things, right? The problem with them is that they measure electromagnetic fields. They're supposed to be able to measure them from all three directions, Right? Like, think about it. You're you're looking for a field that's propagating from someplace, right? But it has to be coming from someplace in three-dimensional space around you. That makes sense? Okay, I guess. But they're, yes. But whenever they're doing their reading, they're always just holding it in one spot. What you're supposed to do with them is you're actually supposed to move them around a room systematically so you can pinpoint where in three-dimensional space the source of the electromagnetic field is. So they're actually using so at their at their start they're using these field readers incorrectly. So Rob Lowe's been doing it wrong. No, not just Rob Lowe, Marie. All of ghost hunting on TV. Tell is Marie, using I've been wrong. doing it wrong this whole time. I have all those meters. Shit. Okay. Now here's the thing. Now here's the thing, Rob. This this might be a good a good sign. If you have one that is um, multipolar or tri-directional, mm-hmm. then it can actually pin, it can actually do that measurement correctly. By just holding it still. Okay. Okay. But those ones are doing it right. He might be doing it right, but it's something important to mention for people that go on these ghost hunts themselves or whatever. You want to be able to get a good meter. That's actually gonna be able to, you're actually gonna be able to use it correctly the way that you see it on TV. Now here's the other problem. Remember I said it was zero to 19.99 micro Tesla. Yes. They never mention the, the magnitude of the reading they're getting. No. Right? 
know. Well, that's it's always a binary thing. Also, it's always either there's no reading or there is a that's reading. That's also kind of misleading though to begin with because uh, at one point um, Rob Lowe's talking to Shaman John about it, and he's saying that if you get any fluctuation uh, on this at all, that's that's a sign that something's happening. And I'm like, exactly. No, no that's not right because if you go no. from point one to point two, that does not mean that. Oh my God! There's a spirit right there. No, no. So here's so here's that's a, a perfect point, and that's one I wanted to mention here. A fluorescent light, like the kind mm-hmm. you would see in an old building, gives off a magnetic field of 0.5 to two microtesla. Mm-hmm. A radio gives a one microtesla reading. Dishwashers can be up to three microtesla, and a vacuum cleaner, just because of the rotation, can be as high as twenty microtesla. It can actually maximize out one of those. Readers. Oh yeah, I've tested. I've okay. tested one on a vacuum, and it's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's that's it. That's at thirty centimeters distance. So magnetic fields also dissipate um, quite quickly with with uh, distance away. But it's just something important to keep in mind. These EMF readers aren't super super great. Um, and they're, and they're not being really used in a accurate enough way to be able to tell anything in these ghost hunting shows, but whatever, I'm a nerd. I care about that kind of stuff. So that's the good stuff. What about if, here's it, something. if it asks for dessert? <laughs> no. Okay. Now, Marie, we're getting to the good stuff. The stupid ovulus. Oh my <laughs> God. What a like stupid it, dude. It's amazing. Thing. What are you talking it's about? It's not amazing. Come on. Chris, okay. it was Chris right. I will fight it you. It seemed hungry. Okay. Fight listen you. to me. Ready? Okay. Aww. Listen. There are two modes in the ovulus. There is one mode called dictionary mode. And what that does is it will, based on the electromagnetic reading it gets, it'll get a word out of a dictionary of up, the highest one they have right now is 2,048 words. That's a lot of words, though. Is that a lot of words? That's more what if words every word than is, I said today. What, is every, what if every word, though, is things like death and ghost <laughs> and scary and, but like, it, stab? It wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, are they, Christopher Cogsworth. Yeah. It was pie. Pie. Okay, now. Non-believer. Now, Sweet. No, no, no. Let me just say dessert. this. Let me just say this, death. too. Nothing about death. Let me say this, too. Hmm. The other mode, which is the mode that they were using on this show, it had to be, is called the... Um, it's called the phonetic mode. Okay. And what that does is it picks, uh, based on the EMF signal it's getting in, it'll make just sounds basically. And then the sounds will come together into a word. And so that's when you can get words like pie, or even they claimed that the thing said Corbin, the name of the woman Mm -hmm. in the room. Now, the reason why it said pie was because they walked into the kitchen and then the thing just was like pie. (laughs) And then Rob Lowe was like, (gasps) his sons were just like looking at him like dad, that means nothing. (laughs) And he was like, but it said pie. This is a kitchen. Pies go in kitchens, John Owen. Uh, the pro- so the- now here's an interesting thing though. Which of those two modes do you think is the most, the most likely to give you? Let me rephrase this. Between those two modes, you're picking okay. from a dictionary of words, or you're doing phonetic sounds. What do you think the manufacturer claims is the most accurate mode, or rather the mode that is the least likely to give you a false positive? I would say phonetic. Yeah, You'd say agree. phonetic, right? I yeah. would think so too. On this is on Ovulus's own uh, own information. They claim that the phonetic mode will give you a correct answer one out of seventy-one times. So you're oh. saying there's a chance? 
I'm saying that there's a really good chance. There's a really good you chance know what it the was cha- hungry. That poor little machine was hungry. Or it just that wanted is- to it just <laughs> wanted to round out it just wanted to do the circumference of a circle. It was one of the So yep. in other words, the Oculus in phonetic mode, you have a, the same you actually have a better chance of getting the Oculus in phonetic mode to give you a word that seems to fit the situation than you are to draw a three of a kind hand in poker. In five card poker. So it's doable. It's, it's real. That's, that's the point. It's that it's extremely doable. It's very easy to yeah. get a positive there. So in my in my estimation, the Oculus is like the worst tool they could use. The EMF reader is a it's like probably a better tool if you think any of that stuff is actually happening anyways. But I just I had to go on the I had to do the Oculus thing. It makes me so mad every time I see it. It's a it's a buzz tool. It really is like this buzz that like uh, other shows got, and it's like, oh hey, this is this is certain. It's going to give us what we want, and 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 there's no guaranteed tools uh, for doing okay. stuff like this. I appreciate that, and I believe that. But the but what about it when like the pie is stupid and weird, and like I think Aww. at one point I'm sorry, Marie. <laughs> Sorry. And at another point, no, no, it's, that's all right. It's all right. When they're like out in the graveyard, it either says hell or it says Bible or something like that. Bible, Bible, yeah. Bible. Okay. Bibles. Okay. So so be it. But the device said the name of the dead person. Like that's not going to be in the dictionary. And like phonetically, I don't know, man. That's spooky. So that, that was that was, was the one. In yeah. all seriousness, that was the one that I was like. Hey, Rob, yeah. you might have a point. Mm, no, that, me, too, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I will I will 100% say when it said Corbin and that was the woman's last name, I was like, wow, that was a good hit they yeah. got. You know what I mean? And I and listen, I I trust Rob Lowe enough to think that they're not making any edits to the show after the fact no, or anything. Yeah, it seems you know what I mean? so, so like, genuine. I, That's the thing. Yeah. It seems so like that, exactly. so real. Exactly. So that that was, I think, a legitimately good hit. Okay. Right. I think that was a legitimately good hit. That was probably, I would argue, I mean, even the even when it said pie, actually, that's that's still <laughs> like that would still count as a hit, right. even though it's silly. There, they are like going to a kid. I mean, you know, if the, if she had been like smothered in pie to death or something. Oh lord! Hmm. Wow! What a wonderful way to die! I know. I know. It'd be phenomenal. That's not a the, uh, well, the the oh. other thing that was really the other thing that was really interesting with when it said Corbin was at first it said, it said like a uh, brutal or like violent or something. Right. It yeah. said beat. It said yeah. beat. And they were like, Oh, this is where she was beaten to death. And John Owen was like, no, she wasn't beaten to death. She was strangled. Actually there was, and then the thing, there like, was a, the, one of the articles I read said that she was beaten pretty bad. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm certain. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm certain she probably was, but what I really liked about that was then immediately after he says, well, no, that's a ridiculous thing. It then went Corbin, and he was like, "That's the woman's name." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Now, like that is, was a that was a a very I would argue a very strong hit. The, this is, the only thing I would think about that is like if it didn't like if it said something that sounded somewhat like Corbin, and you just sort of that's the interpret because yes, I didn't right. hear what exact I heard it say Barber, and they were like Corbin. I wrote, too, yeah, I wrote down so, I wrote down actually most of the words that it got and where they ha- where they happened. Mm-hmm. So like uh, right by when they got to that door, it said beat. And then right after that, it said lady. And then uh, you had the pie thing and all that. And then it said uh, her name, her last name and medicine cleansing outside. 
Okay. Wait, when did it say so? So, and here's the thing though, too. Pictionary with ghosts. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't honestly know. So okay, we don't know how this thing's actually working either. I don't know how. There's not a lot of documentation out there because this thing is sold as a as a toy. Frankly, right. Mm -hmm. It's sold as like an entertainment thing. It's the new hip Ouija Um, board. Yeah, exactly. Oh god. When you. Like, listen, when I, when we buy even like stupid, um, in our, in in the lab, when you buy like a thermometer, it comes with a hundred pages of documentation. Right. To say like, this is how you use it. This is when you get a false reading. This is the calibration method. This is the standard between these things. Right. So I would, I would be surprised if they don't have some programming in that thing where it, it's not actually putting together it's not actually doing um, phonetic sounds in the sense that it's like, uh, what's the what, what am I trying to think of? Like, I don't think it could, I don't think it actually could come up with any word, is what I'm saying. I think it's still pulling from a a list of either a list of pre-programmed in words right. that you tell it will be a certain frequency. Because I also couldn't find a dictionary online um, that this thing has or uses, right? Cause that would, that would be very telling. Like, like I was saying before, if every, you know, okay, we have a list of 2000 words that it can pick from. If every word is spooky stuff, mm-hmm. then anytime you get a hit and you're looking for ghosts, it's going to seem important. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the, on the other side of that as well, I think Marie, you make a really good point, which is what if they're just, it's just muddled enough that they could have picked anything. Right. right? Corbin can also sound like, I don't know, D- Darwin or Dwarven or, right? Like, you can, in the heat of the moment there, you can pick a lot of different things yes, out. there's a lot of things. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think it's, I think, I think it's still interesting. And I think, I think all of those things actually in secession, like Rob was saying, does point to something interesting happening there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Lady, uh, water. Um, pie, even pie as silly as it was can tell you something, you know what I mean? But like, I would, that's actually one thing we always joke that I would love to get my hands on one of those things and actually put it through its paces, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like Rob, totally. you said you actually like did it with a vacuum cleaner and stuff. Yeah. Like, and saw how it <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah, like, they, I, actually, if you take, if you take a, a standard EMF detector, uh, and you walk outside and you walk underneath the power line, it's going to spike 20 guaranteed. Of um, course. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and like all they, all paranormal investigators, they may not know how to properly use them, but if you're good, um, if you're a good investigator, you go get baseline readings in whatever, um, in whatever room you're in. So, uh, you know, beforehand, before you do the investigation, but, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those meters I've used before, um, and and there's one thing about the ovulus too, and most ovuluses that I've seen on TV, um, and I don't think they actually uh, got a camera shot of it, but like most of them will display the word on the device. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Mm. Is if it, it looked like it had a screen on it? Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, I couldn't yeah. see it too well, but yeah. But uh, a lo- uh, most of them do display the word. I'm not sure. It, you know, it may have been a different model or whatever, or maybe they just didn't have 
you know, the thinking at that point, hey, let's uh, put the camera on it. But, uh, yeah, most of them do have displays on them. Mm-hmm. And that's the other reason why I wonder about that phonetic mode. Like, if it was saying, if it just, like, if it's if its library of phonetic sounds or phonetic words mm-hmm. is really limited, then you could get a false positive. Like, if you were trying to say car hit, but it only had in its thing car and hit or core and hid, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different wordplay you can get into here mm-hmm. that might be might be of interest at least. So, anyways, that was I thought my my best the best evidence I saw in that whole episode. Mm-hmm. What did you, I mean, it sounds like that's true for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. Um, I, I I liked it. I thought the poor little machine was hungry. That's true. <laughs> I think uh, I think Rob Lowe. Hi. <laughs> Bye. 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 You need to make food sacrifices to the machine in order to get it to work. Oh my it's goodness. You gross. know what I just I just read I just started reading um I just started reading Stephen King's Night Shift. Uh-huh. And there's the story in that one where there's like the washing the machine. The, the press and fold machine. Yeah, yeah. the mangler. Yeah. Right? And the end, the ending is so it was like like I was so I was scared but then I started laughing because I was like what a oh my god I can't believe this so silly but so scary. Well, anyway, that perfectly it's just some pie. that's pie perfectly pie. Sums, sums up the show. So silly but so scary. I think that Rob Lowe single handedly with that piece of evidence cured me of my lifelong paralyzing fear of death. So. Thank you, Rob Lowe. Thank you. There's pie. There's pie. There's in pie. The yes, that's really what I'm worried about. We're good. Or good what if it's pie. really just people nice. are just hungry in the afterlife and they can't get food? Oh God, that'd be bad. That'd be horrible. And guess what? I would not it's do bad. well there. I'm it's sorry, bad. Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Rob. I'm crippling on weed. Back. Yeah. Huh? Back on Buzz me. that yeah down. Buzz. <laughs> um, All right. I will say my, my, I think just in general, my favorite part of this, and we haven't really gotten into the part where him and John Owens are sitting and looking at lights and there's moving balls and stuff like that. But what kind of did it for me in this episode, besides the, besides them hearing the last name was just Rob Lowe kind of watching his son, who was the skeptic and the cynic, sort of have this sense of like, not wonder, but like belief. And like mm-hmm. that to me was actually kind of was the most genuine part of this. And just thinking like, you know, here's this here's this dude who went to A and E and pitched a show basically to get his to get some downtime with his kids, right? Yeah. That are it's clearly grown. You know, they're they're both in school. They're grown. You know, and as a parent myself, like you have this limited time where your kids think that there's magic in the world, right? Before mm-hmm. before they are sort of brought in and disillusioned by becoming an adult, inevitably, right? And just, especially, I can imagine growing up in Los Angeles and having your dad be famous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably, you have a very short window. And it was just sort of sweet to see him watching his son get all wide-eyed and being like, oh my God, it, it turned green, you know? And you could tell, like, he had this genuine sort of sweetness about it. And that's what, that's what I actually thought was the most moving part of, of the episode, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, but, but I don't know about the ball moving and the other stuff. Like, the logistics around that, I was a little bit like. And then when they went outside and, and uh, used the Bible with uh, Shaman John. Not <laughs> yeah. Shaman, read from the Bible. It, it yeah. cleanse the a show, ghost that none of them yeah. know. The show kind of has echoes in the show that Jack Osborne did with Ozzy on uh, 
the History Channel, where they're basically kind of going around doing the same thing. But Jack Osborne has, uh, I believe he has MS. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of yeah. echoes that same thing. There's that kind of sentimental thing where yeah. you're on your this road trip with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I think, I mean, overall, it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Um, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, although we kind of spoiled the whole episode for you, so sorry. Yeah, you really should that's have done that one. before you listened to this. Yeah. Oh, you really you. should have. That's that's yeah. on you, listener. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a recap. <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to spoil <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's a recap. So do we think, so conclusively, and I granted we haven't gotten all the way through, but do we think that, like, was Rob Lowe successful in convincing his kids uh, that... Yeah, see, yeah, 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 I think I think if the if the goal of this show was to convince Rob Lowe's kids that there (laughs) is spooky stuff still, I think we I think they succeeded. Yeah, I think congrats, Rob Lowe. But I think like also, too, and to get back to that sentimental feel uh, of it, it's like that's not the way Rob Lowe sees it, because he says at one point it felt like I was sometimes surrounded by real people. And and oh, yeah. I love that about that and that whole ending monologue. I, I gotta say, it hit me in the feels. It hit me in the feels. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I think emotional. Well, he's yeah. Rob Lowe for a reason, yeah. man. He's good. <laughs> he's a great. He actor. is. He's good. And evidently, just like a good dad and a great guy. It seems like so. That's really cool. <sighs> one one last bit. I just wanted to get to because again, I'm like a big, you know, science nerd. Uh-huh. Is, you don't say uh, the quest. Some of the questions they asked had me all steaming at home. Like, I was, like, throwing potato chips at the TV, like, no, Rob Lowe, don't do that. <laughs> so one quick thing we wanted, well, I wanted to point out at least, um, for you listeners, when you go to watch these other types of ghost shows and stuff, is look, when they ask a question, try to figure out for yourself if there's a way for them to get an answer that means that there isn't a ghost in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So look to see if that if that question is asked in a way that it's trying to to set up success for itself, even if the person doing it doesn't realize, you know, and that's the thing. Like when when you make a like when you make a survey, if you read a survey from like an online newspaper versus a survey that's given to you by a real like statistician or a survey company, they are completely different. They're, like the stat, the, the real statistical survey, a really good survey, is worded in such awkward, tortuous ways as to make it so that you can't possibly guess what the survey writer wants you to tell them, mm-hmm. right? And it it leaves open so much room for interpretation that sometimes it's even hard to answer. You're like, I don't, I don't know what to say here, you know. And so one one really good example of that is on a survey. If it asks you some like tough political question that like would require, you know, some knowledge of a situation like, I don't know. I mean, do you think that this particular law is effective and it doesn't actually give you the name of the law, it just gives you the wording mm-hmm. or like it just gives you a number or something. Sometimes they will just give you the options. Yes, no, or maybe, but not put a not applicable or I don't know mm-hmm. column. And so it means that you answer, but your answer is a false Something It's either a false positive or a false negative or a false neutral because you don't actually have an opinion on that. You can't possibly have one, right? In the context of ghost hunting, 
a question like that would be you're looking at a electromagnetic light up reader. It's already lit. It's already lit up with some color, say for instance, green. And you say to it, if this is the ghost of Anna, please change it. Please change it to another color besides green. (laughs) Right? Because if it doesn't change, then it is a ghost, but it's just not Anna. Right. But if it does change to green, then it's Anna's ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. In either case there, you found you have evidence of a ghost that you've just presupposed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but in this in this one, case okay, cuz that happened, you know, every as you'll yeah. know, if you haven't already watched it as you will soon know, um that happened uh-huh. and the weird but the weird thing about it was and granted, it could be coincidence. I don't know. I'm one of those hippies that, like, doesn't believe in coincidence, man. And, like, you know, let's talk about, <laughs> let's, like, uh, you know, let's talk about entropy and, like, shit like that. And um, and it happened right when he said that. Not right, but, like, within a minute or two minutes. Or at least that's how it looked. Now, you know, editing and all that. But it was pretty suspicious, one way or the other, that it actually I happened. Think- I think the problem is that again you left they've left themselves open though for false positives, right? Yeah. There's no like mm-hmm. I mean that's the problem with these EMF readers to, in general is like they are using a buttload of electromagnetic equipment to start with. Like I bet they all still had their cell phones on them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well yeah, they did because of... he he taped it or he uh Oh yeah. He yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. He pulls yeah. out his iPhone. Like yeah. you have an iPhone if that's giving off radio yeah. waves all the time. Yeah. It's always giving electromagnetic waves, right? Yeah. But still, like, like even their cameras and the infrared lights, all of that is giving signal as well. Like, if if I had to design, this was something that we said we might get to, but maybe not. Whatever, we're getting to it real quick. (laughs) Boom. If like if I was going to design a a perfect like ghost hunt like this, uh, it would be you would not put a person in the room. You would have a a camera in a dark room that's supposed to be haunted and an EMF reader, and that would be it. Yeah, but that's not going to make very good reality TV. I know, but right? it's going to be good and science. And that's the difference. Yes, it's going to make excellent, <laughs> perfect science. It's not going to... It's the, no. the execs at A&E are looking at you like, so... That's never going to happen. We're going to look at a dark room for how long here? Is there, mm-hmm. are, are there noises? And you're like, no noises! No <laughs> equipment! Even, I'm going to yeah. throw it off! Even you know, right, it would just be a half hour of so like me a, looking at a MacBook. It's thing, a show like, about nothing. nothing. Yes, it's Seinfeld. It's the new Seinfeld. Seinfeld 2.0. Yeah. yeah. An- right. Another good way they could do that, though, actually, that might be a little bit more practical, Marie, is just um, saying, if it's going to be televised, if it bleeds, it leads. You know? Yeah, that's true. If like if you could even minimize the background noise, and I, I don't mean noise like literal noise. Mm-hmm. I mean you know like static electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, other electromagnetic waves, whatever, even like, you know, you put, um, you put like a Faraday cage or you have a Faraday cage you bring with you or you just put it over the windows or, you know what I mean? Like there are ways to limit, or even like what Rob said, you take a background reading at first. Mm-hmm. There are ways to do that where you could minimize, um, you could minimize that error. But so anyways, so when I see evidence like that, like I bet it was spooky. I bet it was scary and it is, it is compelling. But again, like, I mean, he pulls out his dang iPhone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been a text message. It's, there's two, that, that, that piece of evidence I don't think is nearly as compelling for me as for the, as the, um, 
as what's it as the as the thing saying Corbin or Pi. Well, I, and the problem too is it's like for <sighs> one thing, I didn't even know what those meters were. I have never seen those kind of meters before. They're kind of like yeah. they're kind of like a K two meter, but like they didn't explain exactly how it worked. They just said, what do you mean? What do you mean by a uh, K2 so, meter? Yes. For uh, sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, so a things. K2 meter is basically an EMF detector that, uh, when it reaches a certain range in milligoss, it, uh, lights up a different color. So there's, there's like okay. five different colors. Okay. So it's doing, so that's actually a really good point before, but sorry, Rob, I don't mean no, to cut you off. That's pretty much what all of their detectors were doing. They were all measuring the same thing. They were just outputting the results differently. So they were all getting a certain threshold of microwave, of not microwave, of magnetic strength or electromagnetic field in in milligauss or millitesla, whatever, and then outputting it either as a word, which would be the ovulus, um, or outputting it as a digital reading, which would be just the normal EMF reader, or outputting it as a color. But in all of those cases, it's measuring the same thing. So the fact that all, the fact that all of those things were going off at once, isn't that exciting because it was all measuring the same thing. Okay. Yeah. But it was. I see what you're saying. Anyways, continue though. Continue though, Rob. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, just uh, they did a really poor job of setting up the tech in this episode that uh, I was kind of, I was definitely kind of off put by that. Cause uh, yeah, like I had never seen that meter before and like I've seen them all before, but except for that one, that one, I did, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, Hey, there's colors. Well, what do those colors correspond to? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> right. I, Ghosts. I also liked, I also liked that they presence. realized, they, they realized Hello? halfway through that they were like, Oh crap. Our infrared lights yeah. don't matter. Yeah. And yeah. so we have to pull out our iPhone that yeah. we haven't shut off. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys right. beautiful. Still. It was wonderful. It was good. It was really I good. Was, Let's... Um, I was watching it with my roommate, and he, like, sat... I had been hyping it up, and at the end of it, he, like, looked at me, and he's like, that was not only the funnest and, like, stupidest <laughs> ghost hunting show yeah. I've ever seen, it was also the best and most believable yes. ghost hunting yeah. show I've ever seen. Yes. Boom. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So let's actually, that kind of leaves, leeways us very well into our conclusions here. Nice. Let's yes. go, let's go through and you know, like two minutes each, let's say what we thought. What do we think about the episode? So, um, Marie, let's start with you. So I still love you, Rob Lowe. Let's just get that out of the way. And I'm making <laughs> it up to you, baby, little baby steps at a time with this. Marie, um, every time you say baby, you dig the the Twitter hole deeper, I think. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. Rob, you know what I'm saying, baby. Um, I think, so I think that I still, in, on watching it, I still don't, he is still so personable and still likable, but I still don't know how serious he is about any of this, which is, which is, kind of a good hedge in some ways. If you are a professional uh, actor and you have this huge repertoire of, of uh, movies, films, whatnot, and you're going to take this risk, right? Because doing some sort of supernatural thing for A&E is a little bit of a risk. And I, I don't doubt that he believes it, but he's sort of wink-nudge enough that I question it. But um, I love what he's doing. I love that they went straight out of the gate into some big, bad, spooky place and they went for broke. You know, they they threw down, you know, and again, like, I don't know what any of these meters do. It lights up. It says pie. People were strangled. Fire up. That's some good stuff. 
and just sort of the interaction with his boys and his family I thought was I thought it was some good things and I'm I'm kind of really looking forward to this season it may only be one season but I'm I'm in it I'm in it I dig cool yeah good stuff Sam Sam go ahead okay yeah so I mean like I said I have problems I've I my but my problems aren't necessarily about like you know are ghosts real because of course they are and like is Roblo a beautiful wonderful person of course he is like n- no content um not debatable pretty much all of my problems if as you may have guessed focus on Shaman John um and I don't want to make this too much about him but I feel like in him I have found an arch nemesis and if nothing else the show has given me that so that's wonderful um I do though like I completely agree my roommate Josh that's exactly how I felt um you know this is the funnest I grew up watching especially like most haunted and when most haunted got canceled I like stopped watching ghost shows because it was the only one that to me had even a shred of like okay these people I'm sure in the end they were in it for money and all of this but these people like seem to care not just about the show, but about like potentially the spirits there and stuff like that. And while I agree with Marie that like, who knows how serious he's being. I do feel like at a certain point, Rob called it out earlier. He says like, at one point he felt surrounded by people and yeah, I feel like, Oh, it was so nice. And it's funny because like, that's like, as someone who totally thinks ghosts are a thing and places are haunted, I actually believe that every house is a haunted house. You know, as somebody who comes at it from that mm-hmm. mindset, like, it's so nice to be. That's the other big thing about on our show. Like, we try to remember that these people getting killed and, like, being terrified are people. And, like, mm-hmm. they're not just there for your money as a cash grab or anything like that. And it's it's so authentic. It's so fun just a good time. Like I envision myself not only doing this with my kids, but like watching the low files with my kids where we got it on iTunes. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. (laughs) And I really hope like regardless of uh, which I'm sure we'll get into it another date episode two, but regardless of all of that, I hope it stays this way. I do think Roblo, uh, got some actual like evidence, actual proof he can use. And, uh, I do think that this show is, amazingly worth your time and uh mm-hmm. yeah shout out there we go cool rob go ahead so i love you roblo and i love your show I, I i love it to death uh i have watched for the last since 2004 i've watched ghost shows be so serious and i remember most haunted i liked most haunted and I remember what. Oh, it, dude, it was the best. And then, yeah, and it was then a good show. I remember what came after Most Haunted, and I have, I'm still appalled by that abomination <laughs> of a show, but we won't get into it. Um, yep. I didn't expect Rob Lowe to come in and, and show me anything new. I didn't expect him to show me anything I haven't seen before. What I loved is the reactions. What I loved is their interpretations of it, and just that the the family bonding. It, it, the The only uh, obstacle in my way is Shaman John. If you had written him out, would have been so much better, so much better. But Shaman John, um, 
You just... Ah, oh, man. Ah, oh, man. Uh, Sam, Sam's just going to get up, and he's going to trek through the United States just to find you. But... But, um... To me, it's not even the question of the seriousness of what they're doing, because everything that they're doing this season is so varied. Like, you're going to go to episode two, and they're mm-hmm. going to talk about the uh, undersea anomaly uh, uh, right off of, like, Malibu. And you're going to get alien abductions this season. You're going to get Bigfoot. You're going to get uh, remote viewing. You're going to get a little bit of everything. And I, I think that's... It's a Yeah, that's what I love most mm-hmm. about this show is it's not focusing on one thing. It's focusing on many things. It's like the shows that I grew up with and loved, like... Uh, in search of and uh, unsolved mysteries and and, and shows like mm-hmm. that. That's what it reminds me of. I love it. I can't wait for more. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say. I mean, I think, like you guys, I think I found it was. I, I think the show was its best at the moments where it was non non-formulaic to the standard of like a mm. ghost show mm-hmm. right and it really wasn't that way throughout i mean the only time when i you know i'm a guy that rolls his eyes a lot at these kind of shows what you're like but john I still, owens but i still watch i still watch them i'm such a john owen you're such a john, you, owen. You such a john owen but the um but like the yeah i think same with you guys the only time i really like rolled my eyes at this episode was was shaman john mm-hmm. and just being like oh my goodness come on dude i I think it's a great show. I'm super excited for more of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't really expect Rob Lowe to, I didn't really expect Rob Lowe to convince me of ghosts this episode, mm-hmm. you know, just because like, I don't know, I don't really expect that to happen from a TV show, I guess. I'm hoping I'll get like scratched or something in like Edinburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm hoping at the Covenanters prison, I'll get mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm a ghost or something. <laughs> I will say, I think they're, I think they're going to, I mean, listen, if they don't do this sometime during this show's run, I'll think they really missed a big opportunity. I said this on Twitter too, but if they don't have Rob Lowe look at himself in a dusty <laughs> mirror and say, stop spooping, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be deadly oh, that's upset. That's my favorite part it's, of Parks and Parks yeah. Rec. That's my favorite part of that whole series. It's the funniest thing. I, I, so. I mean, I laugh. I cry laughing. Even now... Just thinking about it for saying that sentence, yeah. I am on the verge of tears laughing. Oh, my God. My cat or just tipped over everything. <laughs> Spooky. In my Dude, ghosts. You got ghosts in your house. about having Adam Scott. Oh, my God. That would be That beautiful. would be amazing. Like a team Wait, That would be amazing. Adam oh. Scott for the Bigfoot. And Adam Scott could just be, like, sort of their straight yeah. for that entire thing. That's, oh, my God. We should get on the horn to, to A&E and just sort of, you know... Or you guys put this forward since I'm since I since he's not taking my calls yet. Let him know. Yeah, <laughs> just actually yes. though, yeah. if it's if oh, it's yes. a uh, if will. it's a Bigfoot though, and they find a Bigfoot, uh, there was a story broke in North Carolina that uh, there was a shaman running around the woods dressed oh, up in man. this like outfit that made him look like a Bigfoot. Oh, I <laughs> saw yeah. that. So it could so be, it could be Shaman John. Shaman John. It's all publicity oh. stuff. Anyways. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming here to talk about this with us. We will be back. I think we're going to try to do this, what, weekly? I think yeah. we should try for it. If we he's can weekly. Us, he's given us a lot to work yes. with. We're going to listen. We're going to review every one of these episodes. We're going to do them as roundtable episodes of this show. 
Um, we also are going to get to normal roundtables as well. I just had a a month filled with family things and mm-hmm. obligations and stuff that kind of made it impossible. So um, it was kind of unfortunate, but we're getting right back into it. If you've enjoyed this show, please uh, go listen to the Not Alone podcast. Find them on iTunes, Hello. on all of your podcast apps. Um, rate yeah. them, you know, help them on Patreon. They're phenomenal guys. Stop it. They're a great show, and it's good stuff. Yeah. And, of course... Once Rob actually, gets a you could just like if if you want to support me, just find me and hug me. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yes. That's all you gotta do. That's all you need. Just find Ta-da! Rob. It's, it's all Did good. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, and with that, we're out. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Peace. Hey there. I'm Hannah, and I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.